today um, we're drawing towards the end of the series that we have been dwelling in, camping out in Colossians. We do have one more week where in small groups we will take time together in our service to spend significant time in prayer and communion and sharing part of the journey. So I invite you next week to come with a story about something that has impacted you from the book of Colossians over the last month. And today we kind of recap some highlights. Um, I know that some people have really appreciated having, having this resource and being able to really immerse themselves in the book of Colossians, and we're hearing some great stories from that. So today we're, we've got a little bit of a highlight, a highlight um, moment of looking back on our journey through Colossians. And today there's one verse that we are focusing on, and it's the kind of verse that's really short and very, very important, and it's even one that you might even be able to memorize by the end of the service, and it goes like this, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Do you reckon we could do this? Do you reckon we could uh, speak this out together? Uh, let's, let's try. Colossians 4 verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful. And thankful. Okay, do you think you could try it um, by yourselves without my help? Do you reckon you could do that? Okay, ready, go. Well done. Well done. Good job. And um, this would be a great verse to memorize this year. Uh, the, the book of Colossians bursts into prayer and gratitude. Prayer is mentioned, I think, in every, in every chapter. And there is gratitude that comes forth from the pages as well. This is a book that centers us on Jesus Christ and who he is. The overwhelming message from the book of Colossians is Jesus is enough. It points us to who he is, what he has done. Jesus is central. He has done all of the work, finished at the cross. We don't need to add a whole lot of other formulas and rules and activities. Jesus is enough. And it's a book of prayer. I want to start with um, just the very first introduction in the book of uh, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all of God's people, that faith and love spring up from the hope that is stored up in heaven and which you have received from the true gospel that has come to you. And so this hope that we have springs up out of our certainty of eternity based on what Jesus has done. Our hope is not determinant on the situation or the circumstances that we're in, but it's in Christ alone. Uh, just last week I was in Rotorua, and in, in one setting we saw these thermal pools, these mud pools boiling away. In another setting we saw these springs um, on the other side of the lake uh, of this fresh, cool water bubbling out of the ground, cold water that's sort of um, been underground for about 10 years, they say. This fresh, crisp, cold water. Now, the, the town of Colossae, to which this book was written by Paul in the, the first century, was in a similar thermal kind of an area. 
Now, just up the road, uh, 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 I think it was about 30 k's away, there was another town, um, uh, and, and you will know, you will have heard this one, of Laodicea. And they were known for their lukewarm water. They didn't have their own water source. So they had the water that was kind of from up in the, up in the hills in this thermal area. And the water came along this sort of um, aqueduct to them. By the time it got to them, it was lukewarm. So there was this kind of triangle of, of three cities. One known for their hot water. One known for their lukewarm water. And Colossae was known for their cool water. There was this spring that came up out of the, out of the ground. One of the rivers kind of um, fell away under the ground. It went underground for about a kilometer. And it came out, and it was cool and fresh. And it was known in, in that area for the freshness of that water that would spring up from the ground. And Paul uses some of this same imagery of the, the spring to talk about this hope that we have that springs up from the gospel of who Jesus Christ is and our hope in eternity. As we look back on the book of Colossians, there's a couple of highlights. And what we're going to do is have a very kind of short conversation about prayer now, and then we're going to take time, significant time in our service, to spend time at each of these different stations around the room. Each one focuses on some of a portion of the book of Colossians. Each one has something vis- vis- visual to look at, to hold, to taste, to, um, to make, or to do. And they, they give us a little bit of a snapshot of something of the book of Colossians. And as we do those things, there's an opportunity to pray, to sit in God's word, to focus on Jesus as our source of hope, and to, um, to pray. So this is a part of the, the, the service where God's word will be bringing the message that you need to your life today. But just as we introduce these different areas, and in Colossians 1, can you remember our first week on January the 1st, our online service, there was this prayer that was prayed by Paul for the early church, and uh, this prayer is here. Prayer for strength, prayer for wisdom. There may be something of this prayer that stands out to you. So as you see this, this water pouring forth, take time to, to read that scripture and to be reminded of this prayer and God's word for you. Perhaps you might want to stand with hands cupped together in a stance of receiving, receiving from God's presence for your life today. Over here we've got a couple of creation tables, remembering that God created everything and that Jesus holds it all together. As we look at these objects, and and please don't hold on to the little fish that are swimming around in the jar over there. Just look at those ones. But as you hold on to something, look at the intricacy of God's perfect creation, this God that made this world, who holds this world together and this God that holds your life. As you hold that item and read that scripture, reminding yourself of who Jesus is and what he has done, let that scripture speak into your heart. Let that become a time of prayer for you. We move on to Colossians chapter 2, where we're encouraged that our roots and our lives may go down deep, that we may bear the fruit of the gospel. There's a piece of fruit 
for you to take and to eat. And as you do, remember the, the fruit that God is calling us to in our own walk with him. And remember that fruit can only come when our feet are deeply rooted into Christ. And so the stance may be to hold, pretend you're a tree bearing fruit, but wiggling your toes, remember, for those who were here that week, because it's actually about the roots, what's happening below the surface that no one sees, the roots of our lives being embedded into Christ as we take the fruit. Think about the fruit that, that God wants to see in your life, but also think about what it means to have your, your roots deeply embedded into God's word, into Christ, who he is. Over there, there's a bit of a, a bead um, making bracelet table. And uh, as you do that, there's this reminder of the scripture that says, clothe yourself, therefore, in love. And these different attributes, uh, take off the old and clothe yourself in the new. Remind yourself that you are God's beloved, holy, chosen, and accepted in his sight. And so as you do, make something, make a little bead bracelet that you can put on to remind you that you are holy, chosen, dearly beloved sons and daughters of our God. Remind yourself of the scriptures that are there to put on God's love and the different attributes that he has called us to live in. There's another one over there where um, there's an opportunity for each of us to contribute to a little art piece that is being made. As God has made you and shaped your life, would you take your thumb or your finger and, um, and do a little thumbprint with the, the paint that is there to remind yourself that, that you are a child of God, that we together are collectively part of God's family. Now, I know some of you might have even brought your knitting along today as well. We encourage that. Today, yes, there's some knitting happening over there. And, and we encourage this because this is something, we, this reflects the God who created everything that is also making new things through us. God, who is the creator, invites us to be creative as well as an expression of our worship today. I love those creative people and the knitters in the room, those who stitch by stitch are using this as a tool, not just to make something, but to pray. My mum was one of those peoples who used this activity that God has give, gifted her with to make things and to pray for people. And so these, these prayer stations are also an opportunity to say, hey, how, how can we take the things that we love and use that as an opportunity to pray, when you're gardening, to pray, when you're walking in God's creation, to pray, when you're spending time unblocking drains and uh, allowing the, the, <laughs> the rain of, of, uh, to, to fall and, and fill your water tanks to remind us to be filled with God's presence. So there is that station over there. And then finally, there is communion at the, in, in the center of the room. The book of Colossians keeps pointing us back to Jesus. Jesus is enough. Christ's power is enough as we center our lives on him, as we release the things from the past, the old ways, as we confess those things and receive this exchange of his new life for ours. This is this place where God's power is made real in our life through the cross of Jesus Christ. You don't have to do these in any particular order. 
Uh, but we're going to take 10 minutes now where there'll be music playing in the background. Just go, you can go individually, you can go as a family, you can go in pairs, and go and spend some time just really sitting in Scripture, sitting in these places of prayer, experiencing, watching, listening, tasting, making as part of your prayer. And there may just be one that stands out and speaks to you. You don't have to rush. You might decide to spend the entire time at one station. After this, uh, we'll be spending some more time in singing and worship together. But if you haven't finished at those stations, you're welcome to keep moving along those stations during that time of worship as well. So let's stand together. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we say thank you that you are enough. Through your words, through prayer, through your Holy Spirit, you want to speak to each of us fresh today. I pray that as we spend time in these little sections, as we sit in your word, as we use these different um, activities to pray and to recenter our lives on you, Jesus, I pray that each and every one of us will have a fresh encounter with you, an encounter with the truth of your word, that you would bring hope and freedom to every single one of us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.